0: four-wheel drive utes and chassis extensions. You put six to ten grand on the table, they get the angle grinder and just cut and shut and stretch your ute. Where exactly does this sit in the theatre of good and bad ideas? Is it the best thing since sliced friggin' bread, or is it a ticket on the highway to hell? I'm John Edogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. No stretched utes though. I've never done a stretch ute. Gutted all of a sudden. Anyway, Australia only website. Card. Okay, I'm over my disappointment now. I've got this question from Steve Hansen who tells me his nickname is Stavali. That's what I answer to. I've had it for many years. Well, there you go, Stavali. Stavali says, I watched with interest your videos on twin cab utes used for towing. Well, thank you, Stavali. I appreciate your patronage, dude. The airbags that you covered explained it very well, along with the ones on maximum towing and also load distribution. Well, thank you, Stavali. This is a throwback to a previous era where we started out with politeness and diplomacy before getting to the point. It just puts the other person, the recipient, puts them at ease. They're feeling safe and secure. And here it comes. I've been seeing a few stories about people getting a 300mm chassis extension, especially so we have to try which you have. Yes, I do, Stivali. Likelihood of it getting a chassis extension while I own it? Minus 273 degrees C, dude. What is your take on this? Is it a good idea or is it unsafe all the best? Steve Hansen, nickname Stavali. Okay. Well, let's think about that. I had a look at the ballpark price of these chassis extensions, right, 300mm chassis extension. You know you can get them longer than that. Anywho, six and a half grand for your basic chassis extension. And what they do, I'm inferring, is in between the cab and the tub, they just whip the chassis in half at two points and weld in the extension. And... I'm not not to trivialise, I'm sure this is a complex job and you'd want to do it professionally, you'd want to be a decent welder and it would want to be engineered and complied and all of that stuff and you do have to lengthen the friggin' tail shaft and you do have to extend the wiring and the plumbing and all of that other stuff and you've got to have a tray solution and blah, blah, blah. So this is not a trivial job, but you have to understand that you shouldn't just do it for all the wrong reasons. Like if you've got a particular car and you've got a particular burning need for that extension and you understand the inherent limitations and it is just Goldilocks for you and you are prepared to get your warranty and just throw it into reactor number, whatever it, Pripyat, then, okay, dude, like, It's a free country. Knock yourself out. But if you just think, oh, that might be a good idea. That might be something to talk about with the boys. I might, you know, whatever. Let us not be doing that. So I did the following thought experiment, right? I went to Google and I typed in Shazzy Extension Triton. And I got a web page from a business in Queensland called Limitless Shazzy. Limitless which I'm not sure is literally true, but I get where they're coming from. Like they're offering you something that the manufacturer doesn't offer and I just want to run through what they say about it and then I want to talk about some of the things you might want to consider as well because like all marketing documents, it's all about why it's right and it doesn't tell you about anything to do with why it might be wrong, okay? Limitless Shazzy said, do you want your dual cab ute to have a larger tray or get more junk into your space cab tray? Then a chassis extension, often called a stretched chassis, is the way to go. We can stretch any Ute chassis to fit the right size tray for your needs. Click on the options below to find out more. And they've got these different options, 300, 450, 600 from memory. So I clicked on 300. And a 300mm extension to suit a 1900 to 2000mm tray is from 6 grand. Just 6 grand, dude. I'll have two. Info. This has so many advantages that we'll only list a few. Okay. <laughs> Firstly, it looks amazing. Is this really the number one unique selling proposition of doing this? It looks amazing. Why would you do that, mate? Of course, it looks brigging amazing. More balanced in proportion, like an American Ram or F-Truck. Yes. You can get more in the back with the extended tray. Well... That depends whether it's butterflies or railway sleepers, doesn't it? Because I'm not seeing a GVM upgrade with this package. So if it's just volume, then yeah, but if it's mass, I don't think so. And chassis extension's got to weigh more, doesn't it? Like it's bigger at the back. So ergo. It weighs more. And that would have payload implications. So anyway, it increases the resale value. I can't comment on that. Maybe it does. Most stretched dual cabs easily return 80% of the cost of the extension when sold privately. So when you sell it privately, they're saying you'll get 4800 bucks higher value than you would if you left it standard. That seems like a pretty good deal. If you think about that in context, it's really only costing you 1200 bucks for the extension, isn't it? You can also fit any standard space slash king cab tabletop tray onto this chassis as you will end up with 300 to 350 more usable chassis. Take a look at our stretched Ford Ranger. We can do whatever make and model you, you have and what's included is the extended chassis, the extended tail shaft and all electrics and plumbing engineered in all states and territories. And they can fit extras like a tub, which is going to start from 800 bucks, or ute trays from as little as three and a half grand. So even with a ute tray, you still get change out of ten. Dude, recommended extras. chassis strengthening plates so you can load the tray up without worrying. Does that mean if you don't get the plates, you've got to worry about loading it up? By inference, it does. Have you already got a lift? If not, ask us about that. GVM upgrade. Take a look at our GVM upgrade options. So I'm tipping that it'd be fairly easy to spend 20 grand at unlimited chassis, limitless chassis, whatever. Limitless is often a reference to what you might spend on these kinds of things, isn't it? As every vehicle we make is custom made, we can carry out any work that you require. So if you would like us to fit a lift kit, A ching Add some spotties. Yeah, big fat light bar spotties upstairs. Just gimme one of everything, mate. I'll tell you when to stop. Make a custom tray or even an external roll cage for the ultimate look, the limitless look. Then just ask and we will provide. So as I see it, without the GVM upgrade, right, the tear's gonna come up, the payload's gonna come down. And that means, you know, you're not going to be able to carry as much weight as before. The warranty implications, you are going to burn your warranty if you do this. You know that, right? And I'm not sure what sort of reliability testing has been done. I doubt a business like that has the capacity to do hundreds of thousands of Ks of testing when it comes to durability, right? I think everyone running a chassis extension is part of an experiment essentially. And it might end really well. And it might not be that hard to do professionally and competently and reliably because, let's face it, it's not that complex. The chassis is really just a piece of tube and we're really just welding in an extension. And if we do it properly and do the hair and makeup on the design right, then yeah, it should be possible to do reliably, okay? But the only way to know is by running a mad experiment, isn't it? So if you look at a Triton GSR, like the one I've got, then the curb weight of that vehicle from the specs is 1,999 kilos, so one kilogram under two tonnes, and the GVM is 2.9 tonnes, so the payload is 901 kilos. And let's do a thought experiment on that. If we put 300 kilos of people and their shit in the ute, plus a tow bar and a bull bar, and some other four-wheel drive fluff, that's probably 500 kilos. And that's before we've even put thing one that some punter might consider to be payload. Okay. So that means we've got about 400 kilos remaining. And if the extension and the body that we build on the back is going to weigh 100 kilograms more than the standard vehicle, then that's down to like 300 kilos, isn't it? And... When it comes to things like towing stability, you're going to have more wheelbase, like you're going to have 300 millimetres more wheelbase because of where the stretch takes place, and that will inherently make the vehicle better in, in particular, your stability, right? So it will offer some kind of additional towing stability, but the flip side of this problem is that Everything behind the rear axle is the same as it was, right? And what that means is that the towing cantilever overhang from the rear axle line to the centre line of the tow ball, rear axle centre line, centre line of the tow ball, that's the same. And that's kind of the moment arm... that the trailer is working on if it becomes displaced in your or pitch right so from that point of view the same sorts of forces are working on the rear axle nudging it around and i'd suggest that there's only a really limited number of cases that this kind of thing considering the expenditure like it it is going to be pretty easy to walk into a place like that of which I assume there are numerous operations all competing and spend something like 15 grand to make yo ute this much longer that's what we're talking about 300 millimeters of chassis okay and if you've got that usage case and you're prepared to burn your warranty then yeah okay but let us not fantasize that this is just a good idea and we're making something right that was made wrong at the factory that's just not how this works because what are the feedback effects apart from burning your warranty it's going to be a lot harder to do a friggin new turn isn't it and the car may actually drive better in a straight line but much worse around bends we just don't know. And you can compound this by doing a lift and whatever else you're going to do to that stuff, put a whole bunch of heavy shit on the front, like a bull bar and some spotties, whatever, and then tow a big heavy trailer. Like all bets are off because all kinds of dynamic testing has not been done on this modification. And I'd suggest that the certification thing is really just about rule compliance, like, has the conversion been done in a way that will support the loads blah 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 rather than does it make the vehicle fundamentally better to own and operate because that's on you and how you operate it i would just suggest that there would be a very small number of people for whom this kind of conversion was objectively a red hot great idea